uh, you probably like this before. It's like, dang, I'm probably not getting more out of it than what I'm putting in. And Saint kind of alleviates some of that. It's like, okay, I spent all this money to make all this stuff happen. All right, now I can get a return for it. And I see that it's working for me. Like, obviously, you make the music, you know what I'm saying? You promote yourself, whatever. But with the Saint, it's kind of like, now you're making your music work for you as well. Welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy. I can already tell that today's episode is guaranteed to put a smile on your face and more. My guest today is Baltimore's pop star. Is that is that what you go by? He's, I would say, yeah. His name is Hey Donnie. Now, Donnie, for my first question, I saw where you were asking people on your TikTok this question. So I'd love to ask you that question. I'm curious to know, what is the one reason to smile more for you? I would say that my one reason to smile more is honestly just hope and the, and just to branch off that context. The reason for hope is like my favorite artists are J. Cole, Kid Cudi, and Kyle, right? And they, even though they're all sonically different, you know, different lanes, they all got their own thing yeah. going on. The one thing that they all do, they all give people hope. They all let people be optimistic. And like, those are my top big three, you know? Some people might debate, you know, why is that my big three? But, like, that's my big three because, like, at moments when I want to feel hopeful or inspired, I would go listen to them. And they show me, like, hey, you can be optimistic and you can be hopeful and you can do it in your own taste and it'll it'll still resonate with other people. So, like, my one reason smile more matches is just trying to be optimistic because I know, like, things are just things always get better. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I totally think that's that's so cool that that's kind of your whole message. Now, I, I would love for the people listening at home and even myself included, because, I mean, we just met. I would love for you to share, share like this is the person for the first time hearing about you. Let us know who Donnie is. Donnie, for me, would be the friend, the family member, the brother, the big brother, the big cousin, the one that. You know, like, if things aren't going right in your life, I'll be the one to encourage you. Like, I'm going to be the person that's going to always encourage you, always going to use my story or my personal experience to be like, hey, man, you know, you can get through this. Um, and let's try to be available for others, you know, not only including friends, but including family. And always being that person that try to tell people not to be so hard on themselves and just try to be very supportive. And that's what basically Donnie is for me. Hey, Donnie, the way I make music. Um, it basically all just stems from me just, you know how people talk about like self-love and all self-encouragement, those things. To me, that's what I make music for. I make music because, you know, sometimes, like I said, I listen to Kid Cudi, Kyle J. Cole, and I just basically just started making my own radio station for myself. So like when I feel like certain things that I have something to go back and reference for and be like, oh, I made it do this or I made it do that. And, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, it can impact somebody else to make them feel the same way. Good. I'm all for all of that because I feel like there's so much music that's being pushed out that's so negative and depressing. And I mean, I understand it has its place. Don't get me wrong. But no, it should be slapping up sometimes. Don't, don't get me wrong. Right. It, some yeah, yeah it's slap. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to. I don't know. It just it hits different sometimes. But, man, I love the fact that you you're influenced by Kid Cudi and Kyle and all those people that bring that positive note. What would you say was that moment in your life that you decided this is the kind of music I want to make? I would probably say the day I went over to my best friend house. His name is uh, Teddy. And I remember I went there with two ultimatums because I was at like a weird point in my life. And I was like, I made like a real super trap song <laughs> and I made a positive song. So I made two different songs. And I wrapped the traps on him first. And he just looked me dead in my face. And he was like, don't you ever do that again. And I was like, bet. And then uh, the second song you heard it, he was like, he was like, all right, I like that one more. And then from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Because he is also responsible. Honestly, he was the first person to find a producer that made like more optimistic stuff. So it, it all worked out. So basically, he kind of got me onto being that 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 kind of person. Like, because the same way I like to be there for others, like that, he was that person for me as well, and he like pushed me to go that route because I definitely probably was going to make trap music. But thank God I did not do that. <laughs> 
But that that's I would say that's the first moment. And then a moment after that, I put out a song called I'm Weak. Is I put out a song called I'm Weak, but it was positive. But that was the first song I ever put out. I put it on SoundCloud. I think I think it got like a hundred dollars stream, hundred thousand streams or something. Like it was like one of those songs. I had put out like a bunch of like songs out before that, but when I put that first optimist one, that was the only one to do a hundred thousand organically. And I was like, okay, this might be the way. This might be the wave. Man, that's so cool. Would you say that? I think that's such an interesting story. How you made the two songs, and they were like polar opposites. You had the the trap song, and then you had the song that is now your sound. Would you say that in that moment you were almost making something that you weren't as a person and then making something that you truly were? And maybe it was something about you leaning into your authentic self that made you want to create this music? I would say that the trap song is not necessarily, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily not that authentic, but what I will say is it was leaning more on the side of stuff that I no longer want to be a part of. And it was it would be backtracking for me if I did that. And the optimistic song, it felt like that's the person that I, I wanted to be. That's that's the person I wanted to be. Because I remember before I made the optimistic song, I think the last song that I was listening to before I made that song, it was like Kyle and Futuristic. This is when I first found Kyle. It was like Kyle and Futuristic. And I was like, oh, this dude is killing it. And he just made himself. And I was like, you know what? How about I just try it this way? Because I had done everybody else. And, and, and a part of that context with the optimistic music is just like, I'm from Baltimore. And there's a lot of that history in my personal life. And, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't know about. And it's just like, technically, I could make trap music, but that doesn't it doesn't resonate with me authentically as a person because that's not what i want to do especially with baltimore you know i don't know if you ever heard but baltimore is basically known for like drugs and gun violence and all that kind of stuff and i basically had that typical experience growing up and i just don't i don't want to reiterate that into the world especially now that i have like little sisters and little cousins and stuff i don't i don't want to fall into that trap of promoting those things even though technically it would be an easier way to do it but like it's it's not it's it's not the right thing to do morally uh, for myself right now man yeah i had another guy on my show from the baltimore area and he was explaining the same thing how it was it's a, it's a tough space for sure and it's easy like you said sometimes the easy <laughs> route is is the route that we could take that that, that idea of, yeah, like I could lean into my surroundings and be affected by all that and let that speak through my music, or I could choose to be myself and be different and unique. And I think by choosing that, I think that's what makes you stand out as an artist. Would you agree? I would say, I'm not gonna lie. There are sometimes I've done shows in Baltimore and sometimes I'd be like around people and it just feels so odd to me. Like not in, it just feels odd because like i'll put it for instance like this so i was in the studio with some people we all make different kind of music but it's like i personally won't play my music in there because i already know my demographic but it just be so weird just to it, it's just like it's a sore thumb sticking out and i used to think that was a bad thing but like that's what gives me my power and luckily like i said i have people like my best friend and another friend of mine that they love me for me and like keep doing it don't do other stuff because i've also had the other experience where i've had a bunch of people come into my life and be like yo you need to talk about guns you need to talk about drugs and i'll be honest the 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 worst moment i ever had with like that kind of situation i don't think i want to say his name but um i'll just say it's a platinum producer who made a song that we all know and love he made a couple songs that we all know and love with some people like uh dang i don't think i can say it. But um, actually, I'll say like Big Sean, Travis Scott, and all those kind of people. And he found me off of a positive song, right? And then he sent me a pack of beats. I made the songs, whatever. And he told me that, yo, how about you just start rapping about like money, drugs, and guns, and all that stuff? And I was like, mm, no, not really. I'm good. Cause, but what context of that is, I don't. Cause like I said, I come from Baltimore, and I don't, and I don't ever really expand on my upbringing. But it's just like when I see stuff like that, it kind of like hurts because it's like, dang, dang, it's like I don't like you don't even know like you don't even know why I am the way I am or why I want to do the things I want to do. 
granted, we still put the songs out, but it's just like, it's like, okay, I see how it's going to be. I can, I can tell how this journey like, is going to go. Well, I want to commend you for choosing the positive route. I want to give you some encouragement there because I know that that's not easy. When I was making music and when I was a rapper, <clears throat> I was making a lot of Christian rap just because my faith is an important part of my life. And yeah, I would go, I, I live in Texas, so I'd go to the Dallas area and I'd do these shows in these showcases. And you got, yeah, people talking about drugs, sex, all, all the things that you could talk about. And then I hop up. And obviously there's a difference because of the skin color. Yeah. So that's already the elephant in the room. And then I get up there and I've got a drummer with me. And like, I kind of had a rockier edge, but also at the same time, I mean, I'm positive. So I'd hop on stage and stick out like a sore thumb. And I would think, oh man, I'm going to be laughed at or booed off stage. But yeah, it was the opposite for a lot of the, the time. People were like, man, this is so fresh. It's so different and it's so unique. And I thought that was so cool. But yeah, yeah, I think that's so interesting. With that said, what do you think people misunderstand about you most? If I had to be completely honest, I would say that things that people understand, I don't think that, I don't think that anybody really knows me. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I don't know how to put it. Like, my close friends, the people I can count on my finger, they really know me. But, like, outside of that, I don't think people, they don't know me, so they don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because some people might see somebody, like, granted, I make tons of songs, whatever. That very arranged, but the the same message is still trying to be open, optimistic. But with that being said, people don't understand why I want to be optimistic and and try to be more hopeful. So people don't get that. So they just think that, oh, this dude, he want to uh, just make like Disney rap and do all of this stuff. That's not it's, it's, uh, I if that I told you my whole life story or I told you like the reason why I do what I do, then like you will understand. But as I get older, it's not up to me to make people understand me. Like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But it's like, but I would say that that'd probably be one of the things. Like, I'll, obviously, I got to put myself out there for people to know me more, but I would say that's one of the things that people misunderstand. They don't really know me. I don't like to talk about certain things. That's fair. Now, I'll follow up with this question, and obviously, if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. We can we can skip it. But you, you say that, that a lot of people don't un don't know you so i would love to ask the question what do you you what's the thing that you don't want people to know about you that's a great question oh uh, honestly i feel like i got over a lot of things so like I, i'm in a good space so like there's nothing there's nothing i'm scared for people to know or anything like that i'm like i'm pretty comfortable with myself it's just I just won't ever let anybody take me off the purpose of why I started to make the music that I wanted to make. And I just won't ever let anybody knock me off that path ever. That's awesome. I love that. Now, as you've had this journey, uh, how, how long have you been making music? Probably since like 2016. But for context, <laughs> from 2000. 18 and 2021 it was under a different artist name okay. and that was going pretty well but then like i think i just had like some time in my my life where i just thought about like yeah i do want to change my name yo i do want to like just focus on you should smile more stuff because i felt like i put in all the groundwork before with the other name and it, it taught me a lot of learning experiences so now that i've learned all those experiences and learned how to like move forward now i'm like okay would it make sense in a happy with myself i take those lessons i learned that's the other artist name and i just applied to this and like they're going pretty good for the first year for the first year i said it's been pretty good okay so now now i'm interested you said so you were rapping for a while under another name and then you made that pivot to where you are now what was what was that defining moment there to make that pivot the defining moment for me was Things just got like quiet. And then I started learning like about more about the business and more about trademarks and more about, you know, like sync and all of those things. And I started thinking about it in the long run, like, okay, what fits my brand? What what fits like the other name, don't get me wrong, the other name fit. But I felt like, hey Donnie, because I've been wanting to change my name, but like things just picked up so much 
where it's just like, I was like, oh man, it's, it's too late to change it because a lot was going on. So when things died down for a bit, I was like, okay, I can switch it now because this is this is really what I want to present. I have to understand more, making logos and stuff like that. Um, for my the reference for my brand, I was like, it's just time. It's just time for me, and I felt like it was the best thing to do for me for like the next five years. I love it, and and the brand is what? What is it? You you should smile, you should smile more? more. Yeah, bro, I got like tattooed on me and everything. Like, I, it's on me for life. I would, they probably get sad, but like, oh, yeah, it's for yeah. life. <laughs> I love it. I got I want I want you to elaborate a little more of where that came from and kind of the the story behind it. You know what's crazy? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't remember. I um, I think it was probably like two years ago. I don't know. I was talking to somebody who made cover art for me, but it this phrase "you should smile more" just kept being in my head. I didn't see it anywhere, but that phrase just kept. I think I was going through something, and I just said that phrase to myself, and then. The person who was making my cover art back then named Spa, um, really talented, talented kid from like France or whatever. Yeah, making a go for it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. So then I ended up, you know, opening like LLC and you should smile more, everything, you should smile more, trademarking and everything. I was like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. This is this I feel like I guess the this would be my my brand's messaging for me as a person. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. It fits what I want to do. That's, that's so cool. And it's unique. Like you said, it's bringing a new, a fresh perspective, I think, because there's not a lot of hip hop pop artists that are really bringing that, that positivity, bringing that smile more, because if there's anything that I've learned in the past few years, I'm sure you have too. Like we truly need more joy in our life because, I mean, the world can be super dark and depressing. But I, I want to ask you, uh, I'm looking through some of some of my notes, and you mentioned you learned a little bit more about sync, and I saw when I was doing a little bit of research on your TikTok that you had a, a song recently on TV, and then you had another song, Delta Airlines. Is that right? Yeah. They, they used it? Man, yeah, that's, that's super dope. I'd love for you to kind of walk through how how that happened, kind of what 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 it's like to have sync sync licensing and that kind of thing. Because a lot of people that listen to the podcast are creatives, are artists. So I like to not only give that that personal side, but also some practical side. So if you want to share any of that stuff with with the people from home, I know that they would love to hear that. I always say that the way that I ended up getting into it, I'll be honest. Um, I just had like some other like peers in music doing that kind of stuff. And then they had ended up showing me how to do it. And then I just took that information that I learned and then I ran with it. Um, a lot of people think that well, like the same stuff you need labels or you need like some big team of people to do it. I'll be honest, all you need is like about an hour a day. LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn account. <laughs> so Google, Instagram. I'll be honest, you can find every single sync business on Instagram because like it's not you directly pitching to the shows or pitching to those brands. Technically you could, but like it's not you specifically pitching to them. What you want to do is you want to either find like a sync agent or like a, a sync boutique or like a sync agency. And then, you know, just sing your music out and, you know, if they like it, they like it. If they want to sign you, they sign you. If they don't, they don't. But really, it just all comes down to to just networking and just going with the, the right people that's willing to push your stuff out there. And, like, even with saying you can work with, like, multiple different agents at once, like, multiple different companies at once. But, like, there's no specific spot for you to go. It's just, like, taking that time, like I said, like, LinkedIn and just shooting your shot and then the people that pour into you and really believe in your stuff you give it to them and you give them more and you know you, you live in it's, it's a lot of learning steps i'll be honest it's, there's a lot to learn um you just gotta make sure your business is straight if your business is straight then you'll be you'll be clear for more opportunities basically it's cool i, I mean that's like one of the big things that i wanted to do this year is saying it's like i think i had about like five 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 opportunities this year doing it that's cool it's cool that's awesome. 
man, putting the people on game. I know a very, very small amount of sync, but I definitely, I encourage those people at home that are artists, if you're looking for another way to not only get your music heard by people, but also, I mean, from what I understand, it can be fairly profitable and it definitely can help help boost your career from a, a financial standpoint. But man, I, I love that you had those opportunities and that's super dope. Super dope. Man, yeah. I I wanna ask my my notes are all over the place today, but let me see. But yeah, I think that's that's super cool. So what was I guess if you could kind of dive in a little deeper, if you could give one tip on where to start for syncing for artists, what would you tell them? Like that first step. Knowing what I know now, because it like, because I got obsessed with it last summer, knowing what I know now, I would say go, You it's two things I would recommend. I would either go to Instagram and I would look up sync license and I would just start digging, digging for every sync agent and sync license, licensor account. Because most of everybody got emails and stuff like that. And you can reach out. And if they don't have the email, they definitely got a website where you can professionally send your stuff over, you know what I'm saying, the proper channels. Um, or other than that, I would recommend the website Tune. Might be TuneFine or TuneBat. But I more specifically think it's TuneFine. But basically TuneFine. If you look up any show on TuneFi, it'll show you where to go for um it'll show you like what agency or agent licensed music um for the show, movie, or video game. And then you can basically and it already it doesn't have their contact, but it does have the person and it might have the website or it might have the the same agency website and you can go there, you know, you can pitch and that's all it really is. Um it's a lot of pitching, I would be honest with you. It's it's a lot of pitching. And it's just, you just want to pitch stuff that, you just want to pitch stuff that's authentic to you. And I'm sad about it, to be honest. Like, like for me, it's personally, I already make like optimism stuff. So it's just like, it already fit. Cause I, I looked at like music. I was like, I can't make optimistic stuff and be competing with people that's like doing trap and stuff. Cause we're not in the same arenas. So it's like, you, it worked for me because I'm going where it's more, fit, you know, call it or sync. They take all kinds of music, man. They take rock. They take hip hop. Um, to take rock, like I said, rock, hip hop. They take sports kind of like songs. Like if you listen to NBA Two K, like soundtrack type stuff, bro. They take everything. They take classical. They take. They literally take every kind of genre. So you like you you still have a a way in. And even if they don't use your vocals, they'll still use your production. And like you'll still make money either way, whether they use your vocals or not. Man, that that's so cool. I love that that's an option for artists because I know back back in the day, even four, five years ago, to get your music on TV, on any of that kind of stuff, it was super hard. You had to go through a bunch of hoops. But I think it's really cool that for those listening out there, do some research, take the couple hours, get up on game, and get your stuff synced because I feel like that's such an opportunity that a lot of artists – are sitting on because I mean you're making content you're making art and someone out there needs that to fill in space whether it's like you said musically or even lyrically and if you can find the right people then man that's some amazing doors that could open up because I mean you never know who could hear your song on TV or on a commercial and be like that that's the song that's it I'm gonna throw in one more secret sauce yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it go for it I'm gonna say this some sync agencies don't only just specialize for like TV games, commercials, but they also focus on like brands, right? So like they can get like influencers and stuff to use your music, like like they can have influencers stuff for, like millions of followers, like use your music and stuff for like TikTok or like or uh, like Instagram, but it all be like brand ads and stuff like that. So it's like you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you're starting to make the music work for you. Like obviously you make the music, you know what I'm saying? You promote yourself, whatever. But with the sync, it's kind of like now you're making your music work for you as well. So it's like, because I know with a lot of other you probably like this before. It's like, dang, I'm probably not getting more out of it than what I'm putting in. And sync kind of alleviates some of that. It's like, okay, I spent all this money to make all this stuff happen. All right, now I can get a return for it. And I see that it's working for me. Yeah, I agree 100%. Man, so good.
this is going to be some great practical stuff for people. I definitely know that they're going to enjoy that. But with that, I know that with being creative and being an artist, sometimes it's hard to do the selling. Sometimes it's hard to do the pitching. So what would you, what would your advice be to maybe a, a young artist out there that's, they, they want to sing their music, but they're maybe not sure of themselves. Maybe they're worried, maybe lack a little confidence. What would you say to a young artist out there feeling that way? To anybody feeling that way, first, I would say learn how to write proper emails, professional emails, and just, um, come on, just get to the point. I'll be honest with you. Um, because I, I had like a lot of experience doing it and like sometimes it does work if people talk for you because I understand like the music and stuff, the way music works. People don't want to talk to the artists because the you know the you know the artists are like, you know, sensitive, emotions and things like that. But like also at the same time you gotta look at people that's like Russ and stuff like that. Like, yo, you are the spokesperson for your obviously I'm not I'm not gonna say don't act like Russ, but you wanna be confident in yourself and you wanna be your brand spokesperson and sometimes like you gotta like just separate yourself from the artist side of it and just be like, I'm the business person, I'm the spokesperson for my brand. If I need to believe in it, and if I just reach out, there are people willing to talk to me. And there are definitely people willing to talk to you about your music, people that's willing to give you an opportunity, but you gotta, you can't, how I, from my experience, like I said, I had like four years experience at this, right? Just be very direct, just be honest, and just, and just have that conversation and just, and just reach out, pitch, um, professionally and honestly about it. You'd be surprised how many people answer. They're like, you'd be surprised how many people answer you. Like everybody will answer you for the most part. Like I'd say, like eighty percent of people might answer you, especially on LinkedIn. It's crazy. Everybody answers messages on LinkedIn, <laughs> but it's just like you—you yeah. you gotta put yourself out there, and you gotta be the spokesperson for your brand. You gotta be the one that's. I think the biggest advice somebody told me was like, advocate for yourself. You need to be your biggest advocate. Because like if you're not gonna advocate for yourself, who's gonna advocate for you? You know what I mean? Come on, if you if you can't believe in your art and what you create, then who's gonna believe in it? Man, that that is so good. I want to ch transition a little bit though with this next question. Uh, this is all great, great, great material that I know people are gonna get practical steps to going and putting out there, take action. With that said, take action. Yeah, you might not have a perfect email at first, but the more you email people, the better you'll get. I can definitely attest to that, that uh, I'll piggyback off of that. A good email and a good message to the right people will definitely get you to the next level. But to, tr to transition away kind of from the more practical stuff, I know as we grow and the more that we perfect our craft and even just life in general, a lot of times we have our mind made up about one thing, but sometimes right. we change it. So I, I would love to know, what have you changed your mind on? Like something you thought you might've knew, but now you have no idea, or maybe you just flipped the way that you see stuff completely. Things that I've changed my mind on. I would say if something I changed my mind on, I probably would say that probably would say like limiting like limiting myself to a specific sound um like i said everything is mostly going like optimistic and hope but just releasing limiting myself and putting myself out there into like other genres because there's that in different jobs that i've made it's like wow i can't believe it. like when i listen to it i'm like dang this is me but it's just like i I'll probably say that's the biggest thing just being more open to trying new things because I said, as an artist, you know, you can keep your core message. Like I said, you should smile more for me. That's the core message. But it's okay to, like, experiment and try other things because you never know, man. You never know. You might hit go trying other things. And that's basically what you got to do as an artist. That's, like, the biggest thing for me, though. That's so good. Yeah, don't get so married to a sound that you almost put yourself in a box. Because I feel like when we get too married to a certain sound – then we get to a space where those ideas run dry and then you're like a lot of people will feel blocked or they just feel almost like what what's the use but something about yes yeah, stepping out of the box doing something different pushing your boundaries being experimental because i mean all the greats out there they weren't trying to sound like the next somebody else they were trying to sound like themselves they were trying to create something new man that man i love that that's that's so good now, I, I want to pause 
we're about probably halfway through, maybe a little further. But I want to pause and give you the chance to let people know where they can find you and your music. All right, so you can find all my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, um, Audio Mac, I believe, too. I don't have a SoundCloud anymore. But it's all under Hey Donnie. Um, you can also go to HeyDonnie.com, you know, get some, get yourself some You Should Smile More sweaters, shirts, hoodies, hats, notebooks, journals, everything. Um, but, yeah, that's everywhere. Instagram, Hey Donnie, Facebook. I got Facebook. No, nah, I'm too old for Facebook. I'm too old, too. Nah, no Facebook. Um, but yeah, that's that's about everywhere. <laughs> and Twitter, heydonnie.com. Yeah. So I want to ask you at this point, what questions did I miss out on asking you? Hmm. Hmm. If I had to say one question, I probably would say, why is it important for you to be as to be impactful. I probably I probably would feel like that's like the number one thing, maybe. I think so, yeah. Is that a question for me or for you? No, I'm saying like for me, for me personally. I, yeah, I yeah. That's and like, that's definitely that was on my list. I I love that that was one of your questions. But yeah, yeah. What what why is it important for you to be so impactful? Dang, that's a question. No, we gotta ask. Um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta answer it. <laughs> I would say it's important for me to be impactful because I genuinely and I authentically and I truly believe in every word that I say when I make music and everything I say when I do want to help other people feel better about themselves, even help myself feel better about myself and leave this world better than when I came in um, in terms of just doing something different um, that's different from my family, doing something that's different from my experience and really making an impact on people's lives, which I have is a crazy thing to say as a 25-year-old who's not mainstream yet, but it I've had 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 those experiences where people from like, bro, like the Philippines, I remember one thing, this dude, it's like a 65 or 70-year-old 70, 70 man from, from London, he DM'd me like your music's life and like from then on out, I was like that's crazy it's like to see like people from different parts of the world can listen to my story and my experiences and it helps them feel better and that's like the biggest thing for me like obviously artists you need money to make music and stuff like that but it's a different kind of love and a different kind of feeling when you genuinely impact people's lives that's like is 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 crazy. It's just a crazy kind of like power or whatever you want to call it, and that's like the one thing that helps me as a person because that's all I want to to do. I just want to help people feel better, and I just want to help others. You know, help believe in themselves too. You know what I mean? And that's like the biggest thing for me. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know where that feeling came from, but ever since I started making music, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a feeling, like my. Literally, my my compass will not allow me to do anything else musically because it's just like that's I feel like that's what I was supposed to do, and it's like a grand thing to say, but it's what helps me feel better, and it and it feels like it helps me feel fulfilled as a person knowing that other people can be impacted, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool to me. That's so good. I always say, if you focus on the impact, the income will follow, and. With that said, what's the legacy you want to leave in this world? About five million dollars, five Lambos. Um, say like <laughs> The impact that I would like to leave. Hmm. I think the impact that I would like to leave, if I had to start up, I would say that I would like to know that I help shift somebody's life for the better, whether that be, like I said, a friend or a family member or somebody I don't even know. I think that's the biggest thing to me, just knowing that somebody got, somebody heard something that helped them feel better the same way I used to live, the same way I cow and cut, and it made me feel better and it made me want to do better with my life. And I just want to leave the world in that way, just knowing that I helped somebody else. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing for me. Now, obviously, all the grand achievements is cool, too, but, like, 
personally, for me, it's just making sure that somebody got help. I love it. I love that helping people and impacting people is like the core of your message. That that's special, man. And for real. That's crazy. Yeah, so but I just want to tell you the crazy story, right? I just want to tell you one thing, bro. I could I like uh last not last year, maybe like two or three years ago, I had somehow got on like a hot ninety seven show, right? I have no idea, right? But I ended up doing a show, like you said, you did the show in uh, Dallas, Texas, where you felt like you'd be the sword that's sticking out. Bro, I was sweating bullets, because I was like, uh-oh. When they called my name, boy, I was sweating, because they had, like, Meg Thee Stallion as, like, like, like Barron's, and I was like, boy, I was sweating bullets. I'm New York. I'm about to go grab some optimistic stuff. And, like, you know, it was crazy. After I got done, it, it was weird, because it's like, a lot of people, I, like how you said, you didn't think would rock with you, they rock with you. And I mean, like, big buff dudes coming up at, like, Timberlands and stuff. I thought they was about to say something wild. They was like, nah, bro, this is it. This is it, bro. You need to do this. I was like, that's kind of crazy. And that just showed me that, like, if you believe in yourself, you advocate for yourself, you can put yourself in good positions and good places. Even if you are the, the sword that I'm sticking out, that is also your advantage, too, because you're authentically impacting people. People aren't just listening like, oh, he like he likes somebody else. They're like, nah, this person is him. And... I rock with it. And that's what you need to do in this life. You know what I mean? Just be it. Man. Come on. I, I have a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah. This is great. This is so good. And it's so, it's so important. And if people haven't already heard of your music and heard of your message, they need to, and they're going to like, I believe that when you show up your most authentic self, but not just that, the message is so much more than what you can achieve. When you get into that space, like you already win. It's from that space, the people are going to be impacted. You're, you're like 95, 100, 110, 20, however old you plan to, plan to be. I know I want to live a long, long life to impact as many people as possible. But say you're, you're on your deathbed with all your loved ones around you, what do you want to be remembered for most? I would say that I would want to be remembered as, oh, dang, that's a great question. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, I would say that if I'm there with my family and my friends, I think, well, with my family and stuff, I would probably would say that he didn't quit. He didn't give up. He didn't give into the world. He didn't stop doing what he wanted to do. And he saw everything in his life that he wanted to do, he saw it through. I think that's what the biggest thing I would want my family to know because I got like a ton, like a little siblings and I also have a daughter now. So it's like, I would want them to know like, hey, your dad made mistakes. Your dad probably didn't do the best things. Your dad may have failed at some things, but he saw it through and he didn't let the weight of the world or other people with pains affect him saying through his life what he wanted to do. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially with artists. We uh, we we can get caught up as we we start listening to everybody else. We start giving into what everybody else is doing, or we feel like we're getting overlooked and like over overshadowed and stuff. It's like, nah, man, just you know, just settle down, relax, doing your journey, and it's working. Keep doing it. If it's not, obviously, find a pivot. But I think, but like I said, that'd be the biggest thing, man. Just not that never quit. And that hopefully my family or the people in my family can take inspiration from that. And we can, that's all. And they can use that for their life too. Bars. <laughs> hey, man, look. That's, that's all real talk. Um, you, you said your dad, congrats. How, yes. how old is your daughter? Uh, shoot, like two months. Yeah, wow. two months going on three. And oh, it's, uh, it's different, it. man. Yeah, I have a, a two-year-old son and then my wife's pregnant with with a girl. So I'm gonna have a, a daughter in February. So man, Congrats. motherhood is, is amazing. What would you say now that you're a couple months into being a dad, what would you say has changed as far as your, your outlook and kind of what have you learned most by being a parent that's applied to your music? Good question. Uh, I probably would say that Applied to music and parenthood, I probably would say 
Dang, this is good. Dang, hold up. You're good. Man, um, You're good. I would say being resilient and I would say being resourceful. I would say those two things. And the reason I say those two things because the one thought as a dad that always comes to mind is like one day she is going to grow up and she's going to ask me for advice for her life. And she's going to have moments where she might feel like quitting or anything like that. And I got to think to myself, what is my answer going to be when she get bigger? Am I going to tell her, nah, just chill out, quit, or I'm going to be there and support her, you know, and encourage her through the whole thing. And as a dad, and I look at music, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, you going to you gonna quit or you going to do it? And it's like, it's better off to just, just see things through and be resilient and, and just persevere through everything. Because you know how music goes, man. You know how it goes. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a thing. It's, <laughs> it can be complicated at times, but oh, yeah. you just gotta see it through. That's how you win. Yeah, it's definitely something that's not for the faint of heart. If you can't handle rejection or trolls or negative comments or putting yourself out there, even just having the courage to put a song out there takes so much. But man, I, I love that. That's that's your thought. Because it's so, I, I agree. Being a dad, I, I look at my son and I know I'll look at my daughter the same way and be like, they're going to come to me with that advice. They're going to be like, dad, I want to go do this big dream. And like, it's up to us. Like we have the opportunity to be like, well, it didn't, it didn't work out here. It didn't work out there. Or we have the opportunity to be like, what's the impossible dream? Dream bigger. Like that's been the coolest thing about the circles I've been around is and i and i want to ask you that question what is your impossible goal your impossible dream hey that's a great question um hmm. i'll be honest i have no idea because i think because with me my first dream honestly was just saying like yo was it possible so i guess the second dream because i already answered that question for myself was it possible extremely possible Extremely plausible is a. Uh, I've been to some people's houses I've never thought I'd be in, and it's crazy. Right. I, I'm not gonna name drop, but it's just one of those surreal feelings where I was like, "Oh snap, this is cool!" Like I'm out here making songs about being happy, and I'm in this person's house, and it's like crazy. <laughs> but um, I guess the the impossible dream, man, which is it's a great question. I don't even lie. I don't even think I have an impossible dream because I know it's possible at this point. I guess the the impossible dream at first would have been the same like if plausible, but I found out it is. So like I don't think I don't think there's anything I feel like I can do anything now at this point. That was a long way to ask the question. But hey, I, I love that perspective. Cause I mean I, I talk to artists and people alike and I love to ask that question, like what's the impossible dream? What's the impossible goal? And a lot of people they they can think of something and a lot of times their thinking is smaller than they realize because i feel like we could always think more limitlessly and you even mentioned earlier a lot of times we put the limits on and you've literally experienced the success that you thought was impossible and it's just that idea of dream bigger go for like go for broke because what's the worst that's going to happen because i would rather get to the end of my life like like we mentioned earlier i would rather get to my my deathbed and be full of failures and tries than regrets because i don't know about you i i'd rather not live a life of regret i'd rather live a life of abundance a life of spreading joy a life of being that impact because even if I only impacted one person, then I would be fulfilled. Exactly, and that, that's the whole thing, man. It's, it's no regrets. It's no looking back about shoulda, coulda, woulda, and it's just you know just using those negative things and, and just doing what you can do with it. And you're absolutely right. And that's like for me too as well. That's where like it all comes from because I failed a lot. I'll be honest, I failed a lot. But I don't take no for an answer because I have zero shame in my game. <laughs> like if somebody reject me, I'm like, I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm going to pivot because I'm going to make sure that I see I see it through for myself. Because once you already know it's possible for yourself, it's just like, dang, 
can do anything you want. And then don't do those things that you know you can do. It's just like regret. Regret is a heck of a feeling and it's, it's not worth living with. Come on. So true. So you mentioned failures. I, I feel like a lot of times when we've reached a level of success and we're sharing our story, we almost forget about the hard times and we almost forget about the failures but it's like the saying goes failures are only failures if you're not learning from it so i would love for you to tell me about a time that you faced your biggest failure and what you learned from it god i know it. it's funny because you just said that i know exactly what's coming to mind oh my god um now that i take full accountability of my life that i've taken it and i've took it um i would say the biggest thing for me is whoo I would say boundaries. I would say boundaries. Boundaries 100%. And the reason I say boundaries is to put it in perspective. Like, so the first time I got like some big stuff going for me around with the uh, the other artist's name, I had this sense of guilt um, because I've known all these people around me like, yo, this, is, this was their dream for a long time. They've been hustling. And then I just come along and then dang you know what i mean and like some of these people are like really close friends they're not anymore but like they were really close friends of mine and just really close people i was close with and it's just like i felt like i owe people things because good things were happening in my life and now i'm 25 year old i realized that's not the case obviously you take care of people who take care of you but because when i was younger and i had all these things going for me i and I felt guilty. I didn't have the proper boundaries in place to be like, nah, we're not doing this or no, no, no. Or just saying yes when I really meant to say no. Because like for me, music and whenever I do something big, whenever I do open a door, me, I people look at it like different ways, but I still see it from like the the kid version of me where it's like, yo, I can't believe this happening. So everything to me is like uh, yo, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't believe it, bro. Oh, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I expect it to happen, but to me, it's just like, it's, it's wow. It's like a wow moment for me when it does happen. So like, I never, so when I started, I never just had those boundaries and I just felt like I needed to save everybody else and be there for everybody else. And like, that's not the case. It's, it's not the case. And that's not the negative way, but it's like, you know, when you got something good or you do make good things happen, make sure you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. So therefore you can, you know, you can take care of your family. You can take care of the people who took care of you and you can keep moving forward. And you don't need to feel like guilty about your success. You don't need to feel guilty about the good things happening in your life. And it's like having boundaries in place solves like 99% of life. So that's like, it's, that, probably, that probably is my biggest hurdle to get over. Just learning like, it's cool to say no. Like you don't gotta say yes to everything. Come on. You gotta you gotta honor your no so you can have power in your yes. That's that's so good. And I love that you touched on that because it's such an important thing to think of. Because I feel like too, as creatives, we almost fall into this space of, of a few different spaces, but one of them being that idea of we almost have to earn and perform for our love and acceptance, especially those close to us. And it also goes back to wanting to deeply help people, but we can almost become people pleasers unintentionally, but we do because we're like, when we want to help so many people, we fall into that trap of that guilt, like you mentioned, that guilt and shame of, well, I have this, why not? Why shouldn't I give it? Why shouldn't I share in this? this wealth but it's like you said if we don't take care of ourselves first if we don't put on our oxygen mask before we help with a person next to us like they say on airplanes then we will ultimately burn out we will ultimately get to a space of just almost unhealthy and toxic because we can grow bitter in the the gifts that we've been given when we start wearing ourselves thin but, i would say that yeah. i would say yeah I've, I've had that first time experience and uh not good it's not a good thing to have and it's just about you know understanding your power like when you got stuff good for you it works for you obviously like i said take care take care of you but at the end of the day if it's working for you you need to make sure you keep working for you you need to make sure you keep putting yourself in position so that things can work for you because even like you said with like people pleasing those things like that can 
invite a lot of unwanted situations where you might have people, you know, quote unquote, try to take advantage of you or, you know, just other situations you should be in because you say yes or you felt like you need to help people. Like, cause I think that also too, it's just like, you gotta understand like not everybody has your best interest, but also at the same time, you gotta advocate for yourself and you gotta understand who does have your best interest important to that. But you do need to limit down on the, the help and all of those kind of things you do for other people and you need to help yourself first so that you can keep moving forward. Like I said, had the first-hand account and i was like wow this is crazy and i was like okay i understand it because like one thing that i noticed is like um when i guess when people feel like they can't benefit stuff from you know it's like it's like it's like people walk away from you or people feel like that you're not valuable anymore and then you can end up internalizing that you know what i'm saying and it's like it's just not good all around so to avoid all of that boundaries boom Saddle done, you know what I mean? And it, it, I'd probably say it took me like a while to learn that, but I'm only 25 and music started for me basically at 21. So it just, it took a lot of me going through those personal experiences so that I can understand. Now I understand, I'm 25 year old and I'm doing like the sink and all of these things. I understand like just to continue to focus on myself so that I can keep building my brand up. So at the end of the day, if you can make moves happen with like people not being around, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do. You got to keep doing what you got to do, man. And you can't let nobody ever take your power away ever, ever in this life. It don't matter what nobody says, whether they high up or whether they're, you know, low don't matter. does not matter. You need to keep your power to you. Come on. So good. All right. I have one final question for you. Yeah. What was the most useful thing what was most useful for you from this conversation we had today Dang, that's i would say the most useful thing hmm. probably the same just having that conversation of as being like artists artists having that conversation i understand like you know everybody experience is unique but at the same time at the same time, we we all relate to each other in some way, and it's like we can use each other's stories to help push ourselves. I probably said that's probably said that's the bigger thing. Plus two, now people can do sync, so like cool. Now y'all learn. There we go. We give them practical. We gave them mindset. I know you got something listening at home. I know you got something from this. But with that said, we'll close out the recording, and then we can stay on for a little bit and chat. But as always, you're listening at home. Thank you for listening. If you want to be a guest, uh, you'll find a form in the description. Fill it out. I'd love to have you on as a guest because I'm, I'm always looking to have these conversations with people. Donnie, thanks again for having coming on, being, being a guest. I really appreciate you. Thanks, you thanks for any, having me. Do you have any final words for the people? Um stream hey donnie get going produced by lonely god and yeah that's it i think that's it that's all i got and uh go to heydonnie.com and shop you should smile more that's it hey yeah, you, it. you heard him we'll put all his links in the description i'll be sure to get them from him and you go check out his music stream it connect with him if you're an artist and you want to collaborate with him reach out make those connections because that's what this is all about this community of creatives we built but with that said i'm praying for you friend i love you now let's go live better than best as we conquer this week amen <laughs>